Somebody say fourth quarter. Come on. It is football time in Texas. Wait a second. We got like five people in this entire room that like football. I said it's football time in Texas. Come on. Man, we like us some Friday night lights. We like us some Saturdays on the couch. We love some Sundays after church, y'all. Like, it's like, should I nap or should I watch the Cowboys maybe win today? Hopefully, right? A little shaky this year, right? But we love football around here. Like, we are from Texas. It's in the blood, right? Like, it's, it's in us, and we get excited. And I don't know about you, like, just even watching some, some stuff like that and somebody's talking over, like, I just get excited. I love football season. Man, and today we're going to talk about the fourth quarter. Like Pastor Jeremy said, we are diving into the fourth quarter of 2018. It starts tomorrow, right? And I feel like God has given me some things to share today uh, that, that can help us walk into the fourth quarter ready. Because let's be honest, a lot of us, maybe this time of the year, it's, you're already beaten and you're broken and you're not sure what to do. Maybe you're walking into the fourth quarter and you're down, hasn't looked so great so far, and maybe not even the fourth quarter of 2018, but maybe you're walking into the fourth quarter, the last part of something in your life, a season, a chapter that's about to close, you've got a little time left, and you're just not sure how to walk into it the right way. You don't have as much confidence as you started the game out with. You don't have that same pep in your step. And so today, I, I want to be coached for a little bit. And I, I'm pretty good at being coached because I get loud. So just, just stay with me, right? Uh, you feel, feel free to give me some amens and have some fun too. I think church should be fun, amen? Come on, you guys like to have fun, I can tell. I'm going to pray and we're going to just dive right in today. Dear Jesus, we welcome you into this place. God, we're believing that today you can help us find the comeback story we've been looking for. God, it doesn't matter what situation, what circumstance we find ourselves in. God, we believe in you. God, it's the fourth quarter and the game, it's getting good. We love you, Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Hey, to just get this going a little bit, I thought, man, how do we celebrate it being the fourth quarter? How do we have a good time? I got a picture of me in my freshman year. Oh, man. That's not Ed Sheeran. Um, for those of you wondering, that's not him in freshman year of high school. That's me. Uh, <laughs> I went to a really small high school, and I, we played six-man football, right? Anybody ever, play, ever, anybody ever heard of six-man football? Come on, a few people that actually care about football heard about six-man football. And so it's, it's way fast-paced. It's crazy. Uh, but when you go to a small school, you got to figure out how to make it work, right? And so that's, that's how they made it work is they made six-man football. And that's me. Man. The battles I faced then are completely different than the battles I face now, right? Like back then it was acne. <laughs> Sometimes still now, right? It's awkward. Um, back then it was like, man, what girl am I going to date, right? Um, but now, like, life's completely different, and we go through these different seasons, we come up on a new game, right? And, and maybe we've made it through the first quarter and the second quarter and the third quarter, and like I said, at some point, the clock's running down, and you've only got so much time left. And let's be honest, so many of us, we're beaten, we're broken, and we're just trying to figure out how to manage. We're trying to figure out how to look that good. And, man, 
You guys can take that away. I'm tired of looking at myself. How do, how do we do this? How do we find a comeback story? How do we get to the end of the game and find victory? Man, I don't know about you, but I could use some victory in my life. I could use some victory in the situations that I find myself in. Life is not easy, but it's easier with God. And today, like I said, I've just got a few things that I believe can help us find the comeback story, the fairy tale ending if you will, that we're looking for. And so I'm going to start out. I've got, I've got three points coming your way today, just keeping it nice and, and simple. And here's number one. You guys ready? Everybody say, I'm ready. ready. Here we go. Stop letting your past mistakes affect your present performance. Stop letting your past mistakes affect your present performance. It's, it's crazy. You watch any sporting event. And an athlete makes a mistake, and you can tell for just the next few minutes, maybe the rest of the game, they are shaken. They mess up, and it gets in their head. Like, that's what happens. And from there on, it is trouble. Man, you've seen your favorite player out there, and they're giving it all they've got, and all of a sudden, it's a fumble, right? All of a sudden, it's, it's a sack, right? And the rest of the game, you're just like, man, he just gotta, he's got to get past it. Like, and it's easy for us because we're sitting on the couch eating Cheetos, right? Like it's easy for us because we're just sitting there and we, haven't, we don't even know what these athletes go through, right? I'd like to think that they earn the paychecks they get. I'm still praying about that, but <laughs> whatever, right? Like they work really hard. They're spending time in the weight room. They're mentally preparing for a game where thousands of people are going to watch them. It's crazy what we've built sports up to be, and that's not what I'm here to preach about today, but I'm just saying, even in our own lives, we, we make a mistake. We mess up. We drop the ball. And can I tell you, I've seen so many people, and I've seen myself, I fall down and I don't get up. I, I've fallen down and in my shame and in my guilt, just want to lay there and, and, and forget that any of it ever happened. But it's, it's one of those things, even when I get up, sometimes it just weighs on me. The mistakes that I've made, and some are big, some are small. And I can only imagine in this room with the amount of people that we have and at Dybul and online, like, we've all made some mistakes in our life. We've all messed up at some point. But can I tell you that we can't let one mistake or a hundred mistakes keep us down because God has so much more for us. And today I, I want to look at the story of Moses and, and walk through this story and just show you what can happen in the fourth quarter. Moses was living a pretty good life and all of a sudden he made a few mistakes and ends up running away from everything. A lot of us try to do that, like we make a mistake and we get up and instead of sticking around and, and fighting, we... We run and we take off. And Moses was a murderer. Moses was a fugitive. And he takes off. And for a while, he's out just doing, doing whatever, right? He finds a new life to live. He leaves the old life behind. But I can only imagine the weight that he carries. I can only imagine the way he looks over his shoulder. And so many of us, we can't, we've got to get past some of that stuff. But Moses, this is what I love. God shows up in a moment. God shows up in a burning bush moment. Moses is just living his life, and all of a sudden, God shows up. 
wakes him up a little bit, and he's like, I've got a mission for you. I've got something I need you to do, and you're the guy to do it. Can I tell you today that some of you are waiting for that burning bush moment, and I know I'm not a burning bush. I know I'm just some guy that looks like Ed Sheeran and likes to yell in the microphone. Maybe this is your burning bush moment. And I'm calling you off the bench. I'm calling you out of the bleachers. And I'm saying it's your time. You've got to get out and play. You've got to forget the mistakes you've made. Walk out on the field and give it all you've got. Stop living in the past and look to a future. And I love this in Moses' story. If you read in Exodus chapter 3, it says, Now go. This is God talking. Now go, for I'm sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. But Moses protested, God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you. How often we find ourselves on the bleacher, way up at the top. We find ourselves on the bench, and we just don't have the right attitude. We're, ready. We're not ready to go out and play, but the coach is calling. And it's your time. And God has an incredible story for your life. you just got to walk into it. You've got to be the character God wrote you to be. It's the fourth quarter. And it's been tough. And it's been hard. And it hasn't been easy. But we've got to stop living in the past. Can you imagine today if all of us left church and we got in our car. And instead of looking out the windshield... Can you imagine if every person in this room got in their car and you weren't allowed to look through the windshield? You had to drive by looking at the rearview mirror. It's going to be crazy. Like it's already a nightmare out there sometimes getting out of the parking lot. And it's already a nightmare driving in Lufkin, Texas sometimes, right? <laughs> somebody said amen and they're probably the problem, right? They cut somebody off. We've all been there. <laughs> We've all been there, man. I'm the worst driver ever. <laughs> Can you imagine every person leaving this parking lot and instead of looking where they're supposed to go, looking forward, they're caught up looking in the rear view. They're looking at what's behind them. And like it's it's okay for a little bit. You're backing out of your parking spot and you got to know what you're backing up into, right? You're backing up a little bit, you're backing up a little bit and make sure you don't back in anything. But then it's the time you're turning the wheel and you're about to turn out of here and you're stuck in the rearview mirror. And you're just guessing where you're going, right? Because you're so caught up in what's behind you and what's happening right there and what you, where you've come from that you can't successfully drive out of here without running into a tree, running over a child, right? Like it's going to get pretty crazy out there. Just wait till you get to the loop. You're not going to know when to turn out. It's going to be crazy. Can I tell you so many people live their life just like that? You're in the driver's seat. And instead of seeing what's in front of you, seeing the plans and the future God has for you, you're so caught up in yesterday's mistake. You're so caught up in what happened 10 years ago. God has so much more for you than the past that you've, the mistakes that you've made. God's calling you out and saying, I've got something for you. Be crazy enough to chase after it. Be crazy enough to get out on the field, give it all you've got, and not think about the last play, the last mistake, the last quarter, what happened in the last half, and go out there and give it all you've got. Because your performance, the way you live, the words you speak, the attitude you have, man, it's a mind game. 
And so many of us are caught and can't even make right decisions. You can't even live the life God's called you to because you're stuck back here. Somebody in this room needs to hear this today. God has more for your life. We can't live in the junk of the past. We've got to move on. He's calling you off the bench, out of the bleachers. Put the helmet on and get out on the field. We need you. God needs you. God has more for you. And I don't know about you, as a spectator, it's fun to watch a good game. Like, it's, it's a lot of fun to be at a great game. You're watching people, and it, sometimes it's nice because, like, dude, I'm way too out of shape to get out there and run on the field, right? Like, I would get ran over. I, I couldn't keep up. It's, it's nice to be a spectator. But it's, it's about time that we, we get to the realization in our life that we've got to get up out of the seat and we've got to walk down the steps onto the field, under the lights, and live life, the life God's called us to. Let's drop the past, let's drop the junk, and let's, let's move on. Failure is, is something that you experience, it's not who you are. And so often, people are letting it define you. You're letting it run your life. And it's, we, we got to get past that. We've got to realize there's so much more. There's a brighter future. And we can have that comeback story. We can, we, we can have that moment where things get better and they look up. And maybe we're down. Maybe we're beaten and we're broken. There's better coming. There's good stuff coming your way. Got to stop looking at the past. Second thing I would tell you today Chase God, victory will follow. The problem is so many of us are wired to go after what we want. To chase after the things that we want. Can I tell you that so many of us have it backwards. I've been there so many times. I'm following God, but I'm chasing after victory. I'm following God, but I'm chasing after something else. And it's time we realize that it's so backward and it's twisted and it's exactly the way the enemy wants it to be. We're chasing after something way out here and God's saying, I've got something better for you over here. That's the problem. We're going out on the field and we're chasing after the wrong victory. We're chasing after the wrong thing. We, we need to chase God. So many of us have the reins to our life. We've got the playbook in our hand. We've got the coach's microphone headset, and we're calling the shots on our life. And it's time we say, God, I'm going to chase after you. I want you to call the plays. I want you to guide me, take care of me, watch out for me, and know what I need to do. Write the story of my life. Help me get to the comeback that only you can, you can write, that you can make, that you can dream up. Instead, we chase after other things. We, we wonder, why is my life so crazy? Why, is, why am I way over here? And I feel like, man, something's just not complete. It's not right. And it's because we make the wrong things the, the main things. Every now and then, I get a hankering from some Golden Corral. And you laugh, but you've been there too. Don't act like I'm the only person in this room. Do not. Do not. I go to Golden Corral, and man, I load up that plate. Like, I'm, like every now and then, I'm afraid my plate is going to break because I just, I fill it up, man. Like, I know you can go back as many times as you want, but like, why waste the steps? Why burn calories that I'm eating right now? I can do that later, right? And I go through and I load it up. But let me tell you how I started out. I go find the main course. I don't start with the side dishes. I don't start with the rice or the potatoes. Like, 
I get the steak. I get the beef. I find the main course and I throw it on the plate and everything else comes after that. Like that is the right order. Some of y'all just been throwing whatever you see on there and like your plate is a mess, right? I'm way too OCD to not find what's the main thing and put it in the middle of the plate and then line everything else around that, right? It's like the universe of what I'm about to devour. We've got the sun, we've got the other planets, it lines up good and it tastes great. And I still make it to the chocolate fountain, right? Like I still make it to the desserts. It's all good, guys, I'm telling you. So many of us are going through the buffet line of life. Grab the plate, find the main course, and it's God. I'll just give you a little, I'm just going to tell you the secret right there. It's God. And people go all over the world. They go to all over, they they put themselves in weird situations to try to find what the main thing in their life should be. And I'm here to tell you it's God. Stop chasing the other stuff. Some of us even like, we're like, I'm going to chase God, but he's going to be the side dish over here. But I've got this in the middle. Like, it's wrong. And your, your life is going to feel so off balance, and it's going to affect the way you live your life. It's going to affect the way you walk out onto the field and play every single time. We grab that main dish, and we pile everything else around it. And I'm telling you, I load the plate up, guys, probably too much sometimes. And that's my own battle. Man, it's a battle. <laughs> it's a battle with, like, my, my, my waistline, you know, and, like, the belt that I'm wearing and... We've got to realize that we chase God and then victory follows. And what I love about chasing God in my life is that I say, God, take the playbook. God, take the headset, wear the khakis and the polo shirt and call the plays. God, I'm giving you control. I'm tired of holding on. I'm tired of acting like I know what I'm doing. I'm tired of acting like, man, I'm going to make it through this on my own because I'm not. And I end up on the ground. I end up disappointed. But it's when you chase God, things begin to change. And when you say, God, I want you to take, I want you to take this fourth quarter. I want you to take this time of my life. I want you to take this situation or circumstance. And God, I want to see the comeback only you can come up with. You see, God, like, he doesn't just, you know, make a story cool and like build it up to this climatic moment and it's all right. Like, God takes your story And he writes it so perfectly. And he takes the broken pieces of who we are and he says, I am going to make this into a movie somebody wants to see. I'm going to make this into something that somebody wants to tune in and watch because I am going to find glory in your story. I'm going to take your fourth quarter and I'm going to show this world what a comeback looks like. But can I tell you that sometimes chasing God and believing the victory will follow, it's not easy. Sometimes it gets a little darker before it gets brighter. And in this story, we see, we see Moses, and he's gone to Pharaoh, and he's saying, let my people go. And Pharaoh says no. And this happens time and time again. And Exodus chapter 5, you see the response in chapter 5, verse 6. It says, this, that same day, Pharaoh gave this order to the slave drivers and overseers in charge of the people. You are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go, gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. The Israelites are enslaved. And man, at this point, every time Moses goes to Pharaoh, he's just making a matter. And they're cracking the whips harder. They're making them work harder. The situation doesn't begin to get better from that point. It takes a little bit. 
And even Moses gets, he gets kind of mad at God. He's like, what's going on? I'm doing what you called me to do. I'm trying to chase after you like, like I'm supposed to. And it doesn't look like I think it should. And can I tell you that when you chase God, it's not always going to be the fairy tale ending you want, but it's going to be what he wants. And it's going to be the comeback he wants, not what you want. And I'm telling you, if you just, you say, God, here's my life. Write my story. Write, write the ending to this chapter of my life. God, take this fourth quarter and make it what you want it to be. It's going to be better than anything you could ever imagine, fathom, write up, dream up. The dreams God has for you are bigger than your dreams. It's something I hold on to. It's something that I believe in. And we see Moses. He's mad. And you can't blame him. Chapter 5, verse 22, it says, Moses returned to the Lord and said, Why, Lord? You ever had like a why me moment? You're just like, you're trying to hold back the tears and sometimes they just gush through and you're saying, God, why me? Why, why does this have to happen to me? Why is my job just so much and it's so overwhelming and my boss doesn't, he doesn't give a rip about me? Why does my loved one have to be sick? Why, why can't it be somebody else? Why can't, why can't my marriage work out the way I, I think it should? We've all been there. This is why, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I, I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on this people, and you have not rescued your people at all. Moses is getting a little brave talking to the creator of the universe. But remember, when you chase God, you give him control. You say, God, I'm yours. I'm going to do what you want me to do. I'm going to run the play you want me to, to run. You give it to him. And I, I love God's response. If you just kind of skip ahead to chapter 6, this is what it says. Then the Lord said to Moses, now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Man, I love this verse and for me personally, I've taken this verse and I read it over and I read it over and I read it over again. And when times are tough, I come back to this verse. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll, I'll scratch out Pharaoh. And I'll put what I'm, what I'm struggling with. And I, I'm going to believe that God's saying that over my situation. I'm going to believe that God's saying that over the detriment that I've been facing. And even in the fourth quarter, even when I'm down, even when I feel so defeated in my life, I'm going to believe in God, I'm going to chase after him, and I'm going to believe his response is the same. I'm going to believe that he's going to say, wait and see what I do. Wait and see what I do to that cancer. Wait and see what I do to your marriage. Wait and see what happens in the life of your family, the atmosphere of your home. Just sick me on it. Let me go after it. He wants to go after your battles. He wants to go after your struggles. But he can't until we give him control. What's going to happen if all of us walk out of this room and we surrender our lives to God in such a way that we say, God, I'm not holding on to this anymore. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to lose sleep about this anymore. I'm going to show this situation who you are. I'm going to believe in the comeback story that only you can write for my life. I need that today. I don't know about you. 
the best is coming. And God can say that in confidence because he knows what's about to happen. And a lot of us, we've seen the movie. <laughs> Maybe we've read it in the Bible. We, we, we know this story. We know what's about to happen. But I try to put myself where Moses is and where the Israelites are. And they're beaten. They're oppressed. They're going through it. And the fourth quarter is not looking good. They're stuck in this situation. Today, you feel that same way. Find freedom in this. Maybe you've never made the decision to follow God, to, to just give everything to him, but I'm telling you, it will take your life to a place you never thought possible. And I don't want to paint this picture of, of a God that's just going to take your life and make it, like, perfect. Because we are imperfect people. We make imperfect choices. We live an imperfect life, and we strive to chase after God. But we're also surrounded by imperfect people. And let's be honest, those people probably aren't chasing after God. We live in a world full of people that are making their own choices, their own decisions, and we are surrounded by the junk that they've decided. We're surrounded by the junk of this world. And maybe the victory we want never comes. Can I tell you that sometimes it's not going to be the way you want it to be, but maybe it's on the other side of eternity. Maybe it's that moment when you get to be with Jesus and spend the rest of eternity with him, and that's how he solves it. There's so much imperfect in this world, and it just grows, and it grows, and it grows. And I can tell you that sometimes it's not the victory we want, but it's the victory God wants to give us. And I, if we can just get to a point in our life where we, we chase after the God we need instead of chasing after the things we want and, and the victory we want, we're going to see something happen. And I'm telling you, you will find fulfillment and purpose that no one, people in this world do not have. And they're searching for it. They're trying to fill the gaps and the voids inside their life with it. And they're going to be unsatisfied. But we chase God. And we say, God, call the place. God, direct my life. Guide me through the toughest things. And as long as I have you, I've got victory. As long as I don't have to walk through it alone, I'm okay. And I love my God because he cares. He loves me. He loves you. And he wants to see something happen in your life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. As a preacher, I almost hate using this verse. I feel like we just use it and we use it and we use it. But can I tell you how many times I've needed this verse in my life? And how true this verse really is. I've been there and I've trusted God and I've seen him do the incredible. And this is kind of broken up into two parts. But sometimes like we've got to get past the trust factor. Because we've been so broken. We've been so bruised in the life that we live. We've been so hurt by imperfect people that surround us every single day. That we let people in to our life and they, they burn us. And a lot of us don't even know how to trust anymore. A lot of us don't even know how to, how to have the relationships that we're supposed to have anymore. We build up these walls. We push people away. And God's saying, just trust me. But for me, it's the second part that gets me. Because I can, I can get to a point where I trust God. But then what happens is I, I lean on my own understanding. And I get in my head. And I think, I've got this. And I, and I push God away and I grab back the playbook and I grab back the headset and I start calling the shots again. We've got to give him control. We've got to say, God, I trust in you. Everything I have is yours. 
And it's a hard thing to live out every single day. It's a hard thing to live out when our life is in turmoil. It's a hard thing to live out when it's fourth quarter and the clock is ticking. And and it doesn't seem like anything's getting better. It doesn't seem like, like you found your stride and things are looking up. But can I tell you that sometimes when it gets so dark, man, it's this setup. It's this moment where God says, I'm coming in and things are about to change. It's this moment where you get to get excited about a God who loves us and he cares about us. And he walks through these situations and these circumstances with us. We trust him. We forget our own thoughts because we're stupid, right? And we move on and we go into the next quarter. We go into the next few minutes of the game and we give it everything we've got. But a lot of us are broken. And we're tired and we're weary. And we see a few minutes left on the clock. We see the scoreboard. And we say, there's no way. There's no way that my comeback's coming. There's no way like even God could turn this story around. And can I tell you that God likes to set it up that way. Anybody can dream up what's going to happen next. But God has steps for us to take. And if we just follow them, it all lines up. And I'm telling you, the outcome is greater than anything we could ever dream up or imagine. I mean, it's something you want to, it's something you, it gets you excited. It gets you pumped. It gets you going. I mean, it's, it's what they write movies about, right? Like, I've never heard of a movie called Remember the Eagles. It's about Remember the Titans. Because they, they faced adversity. And they went and they played and they gave it everything they had and they did something incredible. And nobody would have thought it was going to happen. Man, they, they write movies and we even see in, in real life that people face the struggles and they do something incredible and that's what like, gets featured on TV. Stop trying to dream up your own life, your own situations, your own ending and say, God, I want your fourth quarter because your fourth quarter is better than my fourth quarter. God, I'm yours. And this story, it's just, it's crazy because I can only imagine what these people are feeling because it's getting worse and it's getting worse. And then there's a glimmer of hope and then it gets worse, right? You ever felt that way in your life? Moses goes back to Pharaoh multiple times and there's gotta be these plagues because God's trying to convince Pharaoh but at the same time, God's also hardening his heart because he's trying to build up to this climatic moment that only God can write. Trying to get to this ending that only God can get you to. And finally, at some point, Pharaoh has been, he's lost everything. And it's just gotten bad. And he says, go. He's done fighting. And he sends Moses away and the Israelites begin to pack up all of their belongings. I can only imagine what they're feeling and the emotions that happen as they pack up everything. And honestly, they're leaving everything they've ever known. The emotions that are happening, the houses they've lived in. Like it's hard to move across the street sometimes for people, right? You're like, all the memories. I can only imagine years and years of being in one place and they're used to this life. And it's hard for them to walk out, but they're excited about their future and what's about to happen. And they've been set free. They pack up their belongings and their children and their everything they've got and they go. And they start making their way and they're following Moses. Thousands of people. Like I said, they're hopeful. But all of a sudden this story takes a turn for the worse at this moment and Pharaoh gets the army together. 
and they get in the chariots. They grab the spears, and they're ready to go chase down every single one of the Israelites. I can only imagine what's going on. I can only imagine what they're thinking. Exodus chapter 14, it says, As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Sometimes it looks darkest before the dawn. I'm telling you, God, he writes the story of our life. He gets us to the fifth quarter, and he's coaching, man. He knows what's going on. He knows what he's got to do. He knows how to get us to the comeback. But, man, maybe you're here today, and maybe you've been believing. You've been chasing after God. Maybe you've gotten past the mistakes that you're trying to get past, and you're just going after him. But when it rains, it pours. And it's so hard to wake up in the morning and find the energy just to go live life. It's hard for you to get to the point of, like, man, I can do this because you know you, know you can't. That's why we partner with God. That's why we're on God's team. It may seem dark. It may seem like everything's about to fall apart. But can I tell you one thing that I've learned in life? Play until the clock runs out. Too many people, they're trying, they're trying, but at some point they gotta give up. And in life, we're so, so many situations, so much junk that we've got to swim through. And can I tell you that just my observation in life and even just reading scripture and a lot of people just jump off and they give up right before something's about to happen. They give up and literally one more step, one more play, and it's the game-changing play. we give up. It's hard to hold on. My man Michael Jordan said it like this. If you're trying to achieve, there will be roadblocks. I've had them. Everybody has had them. But obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it. Go through it or work around it. You're like, it's easy for him to say. <laughs> it's Michael Jordan. But there were even points in Michael Jordan's life where he wasn't Michael Jordan. And take the greatest athletes of all time, there was a time before they were a household name. There's a time before they were who they were. And they, they, they struggle through it and they fight through it. And can I tell you that there's never been a greatest of all time that gave up? Can I tell you that we don't, we don't see people on TV playing sports that decided to give up because they gave up. And there's people that we see and that we just, we, man, we love watching them. And they, man, they're our favorite player. They're on our favorite team. And they didn't give up. They all have it in common. And it's something that we've got to find in our life. We've got to say, God, I'm chasing after you. I'm believing in the victory. And I'm not going to give up. 
it might seem hopeless. It might seem like you have no chance. The clock is ticking. The scoreboard says it for itself. Just hold on. Because I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's that moment after you've gotten past the lowest moment. And it's usually how it works when God's writing the story. Like I said, we know this story. We know what's about to happen. But man... It's so good. It's so, it's so enlightening to my life because I read through this and it gets me excited. And I don't have to worry about the junk I used to worry about. I don't have to, to live in fear anymore because I'm with God. But I'm going to play until the clock runs out. Exodus chapter 14. Moses is answering the people. They're They're worried. They don't know what's going on. He says, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. This is the good part. Hold on to this. The Lord will fight for you. Today you're here and you're just trying to figure out how to make it. Today you're here and you're just so beaten and you just barely made it from the car to the seat. Let me tell you. The Lord will fight for you. He's going to fight for you. There's no one else I'd rather have in my corner than God. No one else. The Israelites, they're afraid. And we we know how the story goes. But I can only imagine the feelings that are happening. Because from that moment, God says, Moses, he's backed up to the, to the sea. The people are there, and I can only imagine children screaming over here. And over here, there's multiple people crying because they see the army of, of Egypt chasing after them. They see nothing before them but a sea. But I see a comeback story. God sees the comeback story. And God says, Moses, take the staff that I've given you and place it over the sea. Moses looked like an idiot. He's trying to lead the people. I can only imagine there's some guy in the background saying, what are you doing? But Moses, he's been chasing after God. He knows, he knows that he can trust in him. He knows that the situations aren't bigger than God. He knows. He gets that staff. He places it above the water. His heart's racing. He's thinking to himself, what is going on? He's got it out there, and all of a sudden, you can imagine it starts just a little bit, right? And you you see the water just start to kind of to do something. And the people are watching. Somebody's got their popcorn over there, you know? And they're just like, man, what is going on here, right? The water begins to split in two and there's not a drop left because it's dry ground and when it seemed like there was no way 
when it seemed like there was no answer, when it seemed like they were fools for following God. It's the fourth quarter. There's only a few seconds left on the clock, and they're down. But my God's got a comeback story. And can I tell you that you feel the same way? You feel like everything's caving in on you. You feel so burdened and broken because you don't even know how to go live out the next few minutes. You don't know how to go to work tomorrow. You don't know how to go home and face your family. You don't know how to go home and chase after and face the stuff you're dealing with. But I'm telling you, you chase God, you forget the mistakes, and you say, God, I'm yours. The miracles will happen. The fourth quarter comeback, it's coming your way. And it's nothing you could have ever thought of. They would have never thought the water was going to split in two. But guess what? It did. You can call Tom Brady the comeback king, but my God is the comeback king. My God is the greatest of all time. Can I tell you, man, I love reading through scripture and I find story after story after story where God does the same thing. Where, man, who would have thought walking around a city that's a fortress, blowing trumpets would bring victory? Who would have thought a little boy with a slingshot would bring victory? My, my favorite one of all that God knew that we were separated from him by the sin that we led into this world. And he said, there's only one solution. There's only one way we're gonna get to this comeback story and it's my son, Jesus. And man, what a setup, what a story. And I can only imagine what everyone was thinking as Jesus was nailed to the cross. It's over. It's done. No. See, everybody, you know, it would have been cool if Jesus would have just jumped off that cross. But I love that God said there's got to be a little anticipation. There's got to be a little bit of that time that people are going to doubt because the haters are going to hate. And there's gonna be people in your life that just, man, they're not gonna believe in you. They're not gonna believe in what God's doing in your life. And those days go by and you know, man, something's coming. And I'm still gonna believe in God when it's dark. I'm still gonna believe in God when it doesn't go my way. I'm still gonna believe in God when the victory doesn't come. I'm still gonna believe. And I'm not gonna give up. I'm playing until the clock says it's over. The greatest comeback story of all time is that my God can send his son to defeat the grave. There is no rival, there's no one greater, and I'm telling you, it's the comeback story that all of us needed. It's the comeback story that keeps us inspired and it keeps us going when it's so dark, when things aren't going our way. We remember Jesus. We say, God, I'm yours. Can I tell you today, you've got to let go of the clipboard. you got to take the visor off. you got to take the microphone off and the khaki pants. You're not coach anymore. You put God in and say, call the plays, call the shots, lead me where you want me to go. You stop looking in the rearview mirror and say, I don't care about what I've done, who I've been. I am God's son. I am God's daughter. I'm going to chase after God. The victory will come. There's 
somebody sitting in this room this morning and you've needed this message for a long time. And man, there's not much time left in the fourth quarter of your life or the situation you're in. Maybe you're in the prison today and you're on the fourth quarter of your sentence. God has a comeback story for you. God has a comeback story for me. It's gonna be incredible. And I get excited. What happens if we all leave this place and we believe in a God? We say, God, I'm chasing you, not the victory. And we say, God, I'm ready for my comeback story. It may never come. It may never be what you want it to be. But we say, God, I'm yours. We let go. We say, God, it's you. We need to come back. We need hope where there is no hope. We have it. We have a God that will never fail and that loves us more than we could ever imagine. Pray with me this morning. Dear God, I pray that all of us in this room, myself included, God, that we would be challenged to live the life you've called us to live. God, this morning you're calling people off the bleachers. God, under the lights, under the pressure, God, the sound of the, the crowd. God, this morning, you are, you are calling us to be who you've called us to be. God, you're calling us to chase after you and forget everything else, to make you the main course. God, not just the side dish, but God, we're going to chase after you. We're going to trust in you. We're going to believe in you. And God, I'm believing for comeback stories that are birthed right here. They're birthed in this moment. And God, we're going to walk out of this building with hope we've never experienced. We're going to walk out of this building believing in something, having something to hold on to we've never had. God, help us be crazy enough to believe when times are tough. God, help us be crazy enough to believe when we're backed up to the sea and the army's coming after us. God, help us be audacious and crazy enough to lift a stick over water and believe something will happen. Challenge us, God in this room today and you say, Seth, I got to put God in as the coach. I've got to chase him and I've got to stop chasing the other things. I've got to get my life right with him today. Maybe it's the hundredth time. Maybe it's the first time. But today, you can't leave this room until you make this decision. If you're here, can you just lift up your hand? I want to know who I'm talking to today. A lot of hands up. You're not alone. You can put your hands down. If you're here today and you'd say, Seth, I need a comeback. I need God to show up in only the way God can. Would you lift up your hand today? A lot of hands. This morning, I want to pray over you and believe. Believe in a God who never fails. This morning, Jesus, we, we surrender the worries of our life, God, the situations, God, no matter the season, God, no matter how much time is left on the clock, God, we surrender to you, your will. God, we're not gonna control this anymore. God, we're gonna believe in what you are gonna take our story. God, you're gonna write the ending that we never could have imagined or dreamed up. God, you're gonna bring victory, God, where it seems impossible. God, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna resurrect some things in people's lives today, God, that they've never thought of. God, that they never thought was possible and it happens in this moment. God, help us be so challenged to believe when it's hard to believe. 
God, to believe that a victory can still come when so much defeat has trotted us, has beaten us. God, this morning, stories will come, testimonies will come, because from this point forward, we're going to believe in who you are. God, we're going to surrender our life to you in a whole new way, and something will happen. And God, you are going to show us what your victory looks like. You're going to show us what your comeback story looks like. If you believe that with me, will you say amen this morning? Amen. Thank you.